welcome, Kevin. We're so excited to be here. Yes. And to have you with us for another week. We're the Fiber Kevin, but you probably know that because you already clicked to listen to this somehow. If you don't know it, that's who we are, though. I am Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. And I'm Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And together we, we are the Fiber Coven. So we'll start off with a little bit of news. Mm-hmm. We currently still have the Wicked Enchantress along for Emily's lovely cowl design. Yes. Uh, so that you can knit the Wicked Enchantress or the Foul Temptress sister pattern now through the end of the year. It's a super quick knit, especially if you do the Wicked Enchantress version. It's only like 150 yards of worsted weight, so you could definitely still knit that by the end of the year. Many people do it in just like a weekend or a couple days. And uh, I will be drawing for prizes from that, from the Instagram hashtag, hashtag Wicked Enchantress along. And also from my uh, Ravelry group, where you can post a picture of your finished object. So I'll be drawing for both places, and you can enter to win stuff. Follow me on Instagram, because I'm probably going to be posting some pictures of some prizes later this week. Fun. Mm -hmm. As far as other news uh, for things that you can join in on, I will be, the book club I'm in will be having another meeting on Saturday the 19th. Is that what day it is? Yeah, I think so. I can't even remember. My calendar says that is right. Okay, yeah. I don't the 19th know if that's at, the right date, but Saturday yes, is the 19th. It is. Saturday <laughs> the 19th at noon California time, Pacific time. Uh, the Zoom will be open to everybody. I'll post the links to it in my stories or um, on the show notes for this as well. It's just through my local uh, anti-racism group. And we're reading So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijomo Luo. But if you haven't read the book, you're welcome to sit in and lurk. Um, and if you have read the book, come in and join us for book club. Yeah, and that is 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I know because I have to convert those times a lot because Lauren and I are in very different time zones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. These things happen. Mm -hmm. And for the last bit of news, we will be taking a break next week for the holidays. No podcast. Our recording date is on Christmas Eve, and then it's just right into New Year's. So we're giving ourselves a little time off so you will hear from us in the new year and we are planning on recording uh to have an episode come out that first week of the new year but lauren is having some dental surgery so so pending her mouth healing status we might take two weeks off depending my chimp bunkiness yes i'd like to say for the record i don't have rotting teeth or anything I just have, as, as the doctor said, I didn't win the genetic lottery on gums, and apparently I yarded on them too hard when I toothbrush, and now they need a little help. Anyway, I guess we should jump into our actual content. What? Did you finish anything this week? Well, the secret is I don't have actual content yet again. <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. I, so I did. I finished non-knitting things that I brought to talk Mm. about because I can't talk about my knitting things. I have made lots of candles. Like nice. Actually literally hundreds of candles because I poured all the tea lights for the full moon club. So those Mm -hmm. are all poured and ready to go. And I also poured many gift miss candles for my family and friends. I brought one here to show you how nice and lovely my labels look. (gasps) They do look lovely. Thank you. Um, this one is caramel popcorn. Mm-hmm. It smells so good. Nice. I want to eat it. 
And this one, actually, uh, I dry them on top of the kitchen counter, and we turned the uh, dishwasher on, and it was steaming. So this one actually got a little bit messed up. From, you can kind of see mm. that. I mean, it's fine. It's a fine candle, but I'm not going to, like, gift it to someone just because it's not, like, perfectly beautifully poured, and I am a huge perfectionist. So I'm going to – it's also a good excuse to keep this one for me. Cause it's but of course. Perfectly fine candle, but it's not, like – totally 100% perfect. So I get caramel mm-hmm. popcorn smell. And then the other thing I finished, um, I actually finished a bit ago, but I, Chad had gotten me some, oh. some flowers from Trader Joe's and I dried them in the shed so upside gorgeous. down. So I have some nice dried roses and mm-hmm. some dried, I think these were like daisies, some sort of a daisy. Um, They're so pretty. I bought this dried wheat, and I made—I actually made mm-hmm. a wreath out of this wheat. I haven't shown it off on the podcast because it kind of like will get wheat bits everywhere if I pick it up and touch it. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's a picture on my Instagram of it, like behind my head, and I just like mm-hmm. tied these dried wheat stalks uh, to a metal hoop with some floral wire and made a cute little like witchy wreath kind of situation. It's super cute. So, yes, this is my lovely little dead flower bouquet. It's nice to have something that was once living hanging around. You can kind of see in the background, I have some little cedar branches that I'm going to spind up with my Yule log. Cute. Yeah, I didn't finish anything, and my works in progress are also the exact same this week. I was a naughty podcaster. Mine are the same, too. I Yeah, I'm working <laughs> on that second commission I can't talk about, which Lauren saw mm-hmm. and is cool, but you really can't know about that one. It's Sorry, really friends. pretty. Yeah, I have worked on my blanket a little bit. I have it here, mm-hmm. and I've just put, like, a few squares in. Um, I'm actually on a weaving in end phase. I was naughty and I normally weave in ends every two rows, but I didn't do that. I did these five squares without. So I'm going back and weaving in ends now. I would like to work on this taking some breaks over the Christmas holiday, but I'm probably not going to work on it as much as I think I'm going to because of that commission project. So (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I have my same socks that I've been working on for the past few weeks. My West Yorkshire Spinners Fairy Light socks for my sweetie. I'm onto the cuff of the second sock, which is good. And um, I just have to put in my heels. I'm going to do afterthought heels. So that should be fun. West Yorkshire Spinners is one of my favorite uh, commercial sock yarns. And then this one, like I said, is Fairy Lights, which is a nice grainy green with variegated uh, stripes in there of like blue and pink and red. And I'm using bright red for the heels, toes, and cuffs because it matches. And I do a little, I do a little row of ribbing down the front of it because uh, it, it keeps the. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, as I've said, I won't be doing that for my husband because even that little bit of ribbing would make me mad about how much longer it would take. But he's yeah, cute. yeah, he he really it it improves the wearing experience for for the particular feet that I'm married to. <laughs> it's not it's not too big of a deal and no I figure if my my partner is gonna watch all of Avatar with me then um then I can knit him some socks with ribbing in them that's nice of you you're a good wife mm-hmm. spouse I know partner yeah all of the above and then I've also it was so funny I was like jamming along on my Nell tunic where I w- then I realized that like solstice which is like the winter holiday we celebrate I was like oh geez that's on Monday 
it is. I should, <laughs> I should finish those socks. So I was like, I'm going to finish this chunk of this, this sweater I'm working on. And I was like, nope, got to drop that and work on the socks. And I think I'll finish. Like, I just have one cuff and two heels to do. I'm not too worried. But I, before I realized that I needed to get those socks done, I made good progress on my Nell tunic, which is a pattern by Ari Shimizu. And I'm doing it in Essence of Autumn's Prairie Sock Base in the spring and autumn colorway. So I got everything from that. It is big. I got everything from that little, my little taco stitch marker. So probably a good two to three inches done this week as well, which is I have to do like a million more inches on this oversized tunic. But this week I did manage to get a second needle and try it on. And I'm very happy with the look of it so far. But right now it's just a big uh, off-white speckled blob. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Yeah. Do you want to show me your same socks? Yeah. They like. I don't even know <laughs> if I've done much on. <laughs> I guess we watched Mandalorian, so I would have done a little bit mm-hmm. on them. But I, this is probably just like one Mandalorian episode worth of progress. <laughs> it's not much. Nice. Yeah. They're blue. They're from Regia. They're self-patterning. They're kind of a funky self-patterning. Like, really neat. I like the little chevrony look of the. Uh huh. Yeah, it. I like that too. And there's like mm-hmm. these kind of like weird chonky stripe bits, mm-hmm. chonky chonks. They kind of look yeah. like paint swipes almost. These chonky ones. They do. They do look like almost like brush strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is a thing. I did uh, wrap. <laughs> these are for my dad, and uh, obviously they're not getting done in time for Christmas. So I wrap an IOU. <laughs> a pair of hand knit socks for him. <laughs> that's funny. Which I did for my mom last year too. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, nice. It was tied to a bottle of bourbon, so you know. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, the holidays they have snuck up upon me. Oh, for sure. I know. I've got full on like Yuletide baking mode is going on in the house. It's just like, oh, I gotta bake all these things. Yeah, I had crazy candle mode, and that's done now, which is very nice. Uh, but yeah, I have I have to mail things to people now. I have lots of things that need to be mailed to people. I have things to mail to you. You're not getting things until well past Yule. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I did too. I got all the people that I know who celebrate Christmas, I got their things in the mail soon. And then like the people who are like my non-Christmassy friends, I've they're just gonna get it hopefully sometime before yeah, the year it'll, ends it'll be a nice end of year new year present. <laughs> i know and the funny part is like i'm sending everybody baked goods so like i really hope that i they don't end like things don't get delayed and this a box of rotten cookies show up on their doorstep <laughs> yeah yeah I don't, I don't, I'm not totally sure if I have anything that would possibly go bad in the mail. I have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I'm sending is sweet. So like, it could only just go bad. I'm like, please go through. <sighs> Sigh. What can you do? But I did uh, have quite a few acquisitions this week. Are we ready to talk oh, about things yeah. we've acquired? Mm-hmm. So something that is coming out that I got an advanced copy of is this book. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, Knit Happy with Self-Striping Yarn by Telly Beans Knits. Um, but yeah, I got an advanced copy because I'm going to be – I'm in this book. And You're so cool. I, I know. I gave uh, the designer yarn support a long time ago, and now the book is ready. 
and I like it. It's featuring a lot of indie dyed stuff. I talked to the designer and she said I was allowed to show it off. So that's good. Can I show you some of my favorite patterns that are coming up? Yes, please. So look at these. So cute. So ah. this is like that faux aisle technique where you have one either variegating or self-striping colorway and one solid. And this is a little pair of mittens with little heart motifs with a little flea mark, like flex in the background. And it's a gray and a rainbow in the sample. And it's really cute. It's and so cute. I'm, I'm fascinated by the dots in between the hearts because it makes it look like they switch yarn colors. But it's just mm -hmm. like your brain just fills in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really nice. And it's it's uh, the designer has this like wonderful, cheerful palette. And but it's just like Stephen West stuff. If that's not your aesthetic, like it would look really good in whatever color palette you like best. Mm -hmm. Um showing see some of Yeah, and I think Telly Bean Knits is probably most famous for the sock arm sweater mm -hmm. design, if you're not Which, familiar. Uh, there is a cardigan version of that in this book for adult and uh, youth sizes. So That's if you're fun. interested, that will be in this book as well. And also all the garments are graded through like this, you know, the size range that we expect out of people these days. So this was, this was a uh, bandana style cow that, that really caught my eye. It's a slip stitch pattern and it's knitted in panels to make this really interesting design. That's cool. It's really hard to describe for yeah, all of our like listeners at home. it's a triangle cowl situation, but it comes up pretty mm -hmm. high on the neck. And yeah. the slip stitch pattern style. is making the self-striping act like uh, some color work is being done that isn't being done, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It only uses one yarn. But like that was my favorite design that I saw in the book. Where's the, I want to see the design that your yarn is in. This one's mine, this cowl. Ooh, that's cute. Yeah, I'm totally like one of the more muted grungy colors in the book. And I actually have this one in stock. This was It's like uh, a dicky. Called... It is almost like a dicky because it the cowl splits over at the shoulders so you have a little bit that covers your neck in the in in the front and in the back. And I think it's a really cute design. It is cute. Um, so it's single row stripes. And then mm -hmm. there are slip stitches going over the stripes in both the self-striping yeah. and the solid yarn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real cozy. I'll try and find another picture. It's interesting trying to show these things with, make, with making sure I'm not getting any of the pattern in there. Oh, yeah. here's the snowplow going by. Maybe you can hear. I can. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, Hi, Mr. Snowplow. Yeah, so here's the pattern that I'm in. And there will be better pictures. This book is coming out on the 22nd, but I think that designer is going to be featuring things more in the new year. Yeah, but I think it's up for pre-order now or it's so going to be available on the 22nd. And then, yeah, I do. I uh, really find uh, Telebean Knits patterns to be really well-written patterns, and I am picky about that. So this is like not just like an off the cuff, like, oh yeah, we're talking about this book. I really like these patterns, but I like actually really like the way that her patterns are written. Uh, I have done her, the self-striping mitten pattern. I forget what it's called. Mm -hmm. Look it up on Ravelry. I, Do you know what one I'm talking about? No, it's like, I did the uh, sock arm sweater and I, I didn't, uh, did, there's nothing I disliked about that pattern. I remember it being a super enjoyable knit and like the construction being really clever and 
Yeah, and she's always been really good about sizes. Palmistry, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, And that one is really cool. Um, I think that the pattern on the cover of that book is a variation of it. It's like a a fully ribbed variation of it. But that pattern's cool on Ravelry. If you buy it, you get it for all the yarn weights. So if you buy it Hmm. in fingering, you can also download the DK and the worsted version for free. And it's a really easy mitt and mitten pattern which is cool. That was me stifling a yawn there. It snuck up on me. (laughs) But here's the last pattern I wanted to show. This was one that she featured already on her Instagram. This is the bright. I love that one. I know. I think I'm going to make one of these for myself out of some of the new self-striping I'm dying this week. Yeah. I think I might need a nerdy themed version of this. How much, how much yarn is in the, so it's a, we should say what it is. It's a Mm -hmm. t-shirt top situation that has a sideways top knit panel that creates vertical Mm -hmm. stripes with the self-striping. And then there's another probably knit in the round just by looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. underneath that so it makes like a t-shirt shape like a boxy t shape um, how much yarn is used in that top self-stripe part it says for the first three sizes it says one skein and then for all the rest of the sizes it says two skeins of the self-striping cool but that was, self- i was curious if i needed two yeah it's, probably <laughs> probably it's interesting i was looking through that yeah so for through a size 40 inch bust like the actual dimensions, not the actual size of the wear. Through 40 inches, you need one skein. And after that, you'd need two skeins of self-striping. So I think most people would need two because this is recommended with some ease to it. Yeah, it looks pretty baggy, boxy looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I might have to save a couple of skeins of my self-striping. I know. I was, that's, that's, I was asking because I, I don't have any double uh, skeins of self-striping, but I might need to keep my eyeballs out for something to make that with. Mm-hmm. That looks fun. <laughs> and, like, I could spend all day talking about this book because the pat- there's there, the shawl patterns in here are really stunning. It's really interesting stuff. Just alternate, just non-sock things you can do with sock yarn or self-striping sock yarn. I love it. That's so awesome. I have one pattern that is that, uh, Steadfast Fellowship, mm-hmm. and I am so impressed that she made a whole book of patterns like that. It's just really cool because you have to really think creatively to come up mm-hmm. with new ways to make the self-striping look good. Yeah, and there's some things in there that are really cool with gradients too that I might I might consider doing those. Do you want me to just keep telling you all the random things I've acquired yes. this week? Yes, I do. Um, we tried a new to us coffee. We don't have really any local roasters. Uh, I don't know of any, and I'm too lazy to look. I'd rather order it online. But we started this found this new com- company, Ooh. Black and Bold, and we got their dark roast. And like, I don't really drink coffee in the morning, but I will make myself iced tea bobas, and it's really yummy. So if you're looking for um, a good minority-owned business to support, Black and Bold Coffee. Why, hello again, Mr. Snowplow. He's back. Yeah. I'm happy that it's not it's coming through now and not at 3 in the morning. Like, bless them for working until 3 in the morning. But, like, when you're trying to sleep and it's like, yeah. But um, another cool thing about this coffee roaster, Black and Bold, is that it says here on the back of the bag, 5% goes back to um, youth programs for underserved communities here in the States. Cool. Yeah, so we got tasty coffee. That's what else awesome. did I get this week? Oh, did I ever show off the cards? 
the the playing cards for the knitting game on the podcast? No, I don't think so. I got them a couple weeks ago, but there's knitting the board game. I hope everybody is aware. It's really fun. Um, but I'm going to be in the booster pack. I know I posted about this in the Fiber Coven uh, and on my Instagram, but I got sent some of the my sample cards. So my Smeagol colorway is going to be in there and my ruby red. They're so, so nice. I need to get the booster pack so I can, because ha- I have the game. I need your uh, yarn in my game. We might have to have a house rule that Lauren's yarn is worth more cards or something. No. <laughs> It'll be exciting. But um, the other thing I got is also cards, but a different kind. So I got uh, one of my my friends from high school. We're both getting into witchy stuff, and we agreed to swap tarot decks for for the holidays. And she sent me the Santa Muerte deck. Ooh, yeah! So I got a new new to me tarot deck. The imagery is very Mexican, but the artist is Italian, which you can tell because it has, it's in Italian on the back. It says Memento Vivere, which is like a nice, because like Memento Mori, you know, mm-hmm. remember that you will die, but you know, Memento Vivere, remember that you will live. I like that, but it is a really neat tarot deck. It's pretty intense. Uh, it's an, the art is kind of intense, but it's, uh, they're really like shiny, glossy cards. And here's the back of the card art with just like Ooh. some little skulls and skull flower things. situation. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of neat. You can kind of see on the sides of the deck, there's... Oh, it's, it has like a foil. No, but like... Oh, here it goes. If I turn it around to the right side, it's got like art on the top. Oh, half, so it kind of looks neat. Oh, yeah. Neat that way. Let me find a cool one. I really like... The art is digital, which isn't necessarily always my jam. But it's really neato. You find you one of the major arcana, which is always fun. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I'm just trying to find you one of my favorite ones. The hermit is pretty interesting. Ooh. Just chilling in a coffin there. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was um, just flipping through it, and I was, like, telling like my partner. I was like, oh, like, why don't you draw a card? And, like, the very first card drawn from the deck was the fool, which was like, ah, fitting. Hmm. It's the very first card in the deck. Here's the Wheel of Fortune. Ooh, I like that. He's got a, a light yeah. and dark Grim Reaper around a wheel. And yeah, their their scythes are kind of forming a circle. Mm-hmm. Just remember that uh, here she is. This is the one I was looking for. The High Priestess is really cool looking. Ooh, she is cool. Yeah. So the art is all lots of skeletons doing skeleton things in very Mexican settings. But it's a it's really cool art. It looks like it's there's some things that are like pre-colonial and some things that are post-colonial aspects in here. And it's just a really neat deck. The colors are bold, the art is bold, like does not mess around. Cool. So new tarot deck. Hooray! Yay. And I think that is all that I have acquired this week. Nice. What did you acquire? The only thing I brought to show you was my uh, Advent yarn, and there is a lot of it (laughs) because we're on today is December seventeenth as we record this. So I have just like so many mini skeins. So I won't Mm -hmm. go over all of them, but I was just going to show you some like handfuls of mini skeins. Yes, they are lovely. Yeah. So this this red one is like really out of place. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called. not pink, not green, not aquamarine. 
uh, mm-hmm. for painting the roses red. But it goes with everything. But uh, mm-hmm. there's lots of like pastel-y kind of speckles mm-hmm. going on. And that red is just like really bold. So I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if more stuff will like blend it in there. But you can kind of mm-hmm. see. Oh, it looks so nice all together. Look at all those mini skeins. But if you want to see more about the mini skeins, you can look at Emily's Vlogmas videos. Yes, yeah. I'm not on gonna, her Kitty with a Cupcake channel. Yes, the, and those are totally free. So I'm not going to like describe all of these because there's too many of them. But yeah, here's a, here's a butt ton of mini Oh my mini gosh. Skeins. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. <laughs> I have uh, something. Yeah, I should. I, I I don't know uh, if it's enough to make a blanket. Do you think it's enough to make a blanket? Are they 20 gram mini skeins? Yes. You could, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do it. I don't know. What Would you do another Cozy Memories blanket? Uh, Probably not. I would maybe design a blanket, like a mm. easy to knit blanket situation. Yeah. There's also a full skein mm. that goes with it. So you could do like the northeasterly blanket too if you wanted big blocks of color. I know I was looking at the northeasterly blanket and then I was like debating if I wanted to design an advent blanket. So mm. we'll see. We'll see what I do. So now that you've heard about all of our treasures that we've acquired, we can talk wait, about wait, our let me get oh. th- themed. Okay. <gasps> themed for our occult corner, we're going to be talking about festive beverages. Yes, I have some uh, heated cider here. Oh. What, how do you pronounce that one? Wassail? Is that one of the festive beverages? Yes, but this is just apple cider. But mm-hmm. wassail is, uh, is more like mulled wine, I believe. Mm-hmm. I thought that was made out of cider. Oh, hard I have, cider. I have non-hard cider. Because you're just too afraid to day drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have any hard cider in the house, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but from what I was reading on the internet, the, the wassail is like a mold hard cider. And it, I, I read something about that being involved in like a ritual to make your harvest, your apple harvest specifically plentiful. And I think I need to do that you do. this winter at you some point. You have bum apple trees. I have actually 11 apple trees and I had one apple this year, one. So I think I'll have to like purchase some hard cider and make some wassails and I don't know, just pour a little bit out for the ancestors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they would walk through orchards and this originated in the UK and they would walk through orchards and pour some cider out to, and it's like a fertility ritual for the trees. And it was and, done in midwinter time? Yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the word wassail also can refer to going to people's houses and singing and demanding some alcoholic beverages. Why don't we do that more often? It's the origin of caroling. It's where Christmas caroling came from. And it's just come to the point where like we give carolers hot cocoa because Mm -hmm. we're so like the song like so bring us some figgy pudding like that song is like old that part uh Mm. and there were songs that people would sing to like demand (laughs) wassail and stuff uh nice but then there's the song here we go a wassailing that song that's like Another, mm-hmm. that that is like a super old song that goes back to when you would 
walk around and be raucous in the neighborhood demanding alcoholic beverages and treats. It's kind of like Christmas Halloween. Yeah, we should keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And then on pandemic times yeah yeah it's not stay like home that. for this wassail everybody yeah and there's Just, a wassail bowl like you might carry around a bowl with you to be filled with alcoholic beverages so that you all communally drink from it's another yeah, big it's really, no-no really for the coronavirus here maybe <laughs> individual wassail bowls <laughs> yes yes only one person per cup I was kind of looking into the history of mold wine a little bit. And I think we, we definitely have the Romans to thank the Romans and their crap wine to thank for that. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, this is crappy. How do we make it taste better? <laughs> honey and spices. Mm-hmm. You don't conquer the known world to not put spices in your food. Looking at you, England, at least the Italians figured that one out. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, they had this vast empire and I think uh, mold wine was from the days of the empire for sure. Um, so like the first couple centuries, common era. And I mean, even if their wine wasn't net, like was good quality when it was made, like things didn't age as, you know, they didn't have as good of preservation techniques. So but it was something to do with wine that wasn't good to start with or wine that had the uh, is was less than delicious anymore mm-hmm. and they would just brew it up with something sweet probably honey knowing them back in the day and then all the spices that came from various corners of the empire and as um you know rome conquered the known world that tradition spread and we have glühwein in um germanic areas mold wine vin brule it's just called different things wherever you go but it's all thanks to the romans uh conquering all of europe and yeah, grog is kind of like mm-hmm. a general term for it in some places too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of mold wine. I had some, I think the last time we were in Italy, my husband and I were walking around and it was like kind of late at night and we just stopped at the stand and it smelled so good. And it was just like all the spicy wine and it was Venice and romantic and it was that really good. Cute. Then we had like an alcoholic Nutella smoothie that was like a gut bomb. And it was just like, holy moly, this night's going interesting places. And by interesting <laughs> places, we went to sleep in our hotel room because we're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I like German Christmas markets a lot. There's, yes. There's a big one in Chicago in Daly Plaza that I used to go to every year. Mm-hmm. And I have even gone back to it since moving away. Mm-hmm. But they have a gull vine and it comes in a boot-shaped mug which is oh oh like a mug not like a beer glass yeah they do a boot shaped like ceramic coffee mug you can also just get it in a cup but if you want like and it has like the daily plaza on it and stuff Mm -hmm. which has a really large picasso sculpture in it if you're not familiar with chicago um yes but uh it is nice because it's so cold and you can hold the hot beverage and walk around and it's very festive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i um I've been to a couple European Christmas markets and like the mold wine is definitely mm-hmm. where it's at, but I've only been seeing the Christmas markets like in Southern Europe and it's like, get your mold wine and your giant vat of paella. And I'm like, yes, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> I have only been to German Christmas markets. So it's get your mold wine and your giant pretzel and giant sausage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm I'm a fan of. Also gingerbread. They have they make really good gingerbread and like really intricately mm. designed gingerbread because that's like their jam. Yeah, ginger. It's a really good, really good, good thing. It's good in like health wise. Mm-hmm. 
and it's tasty. It is tasty. And then I think our last, the last real uh, iconic festive beverage would be eggnog, huh? Yeah, and it's uh, it's newer than those other ones. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that eggnog was like a um, Middle Ages sort of a beverage, mm-hmm. whereas um, wassail and mulled wine are definitely of the ancient world. The name eggnog is actually an American name. Yeah, I know George Washington had an eggnog recipe where he forgot to tell you how many eggs he used. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but there were like, uh, I was reading on my like Googling, I saw that it was used in Eng- not like specifically for the holidays, but there were like egg beverages that were used somewhat medicinally. Mm-hmm. But only in the New World did it become like a festive midwinter beverage. Well, we love things that are unhealthy over here. So, you know. And what's better than let's beating drink eggs? Some cream and, and eggs. <laughs> I actually hate eggnog. Yeah, I don't like it either. I find it disgusting. It's too thick, and I'm not a huge fan of nutmeg by itself. I like nutmeg Mm. if it's, like, in pumpkin pie spice or, like, in, like, a cookie with other spices. But I find that in Mm. a lot of eggnog, the nutmeg is, like, the main flavor. And, like, that combined with the thick opacity of that drink is just disgusting <laughs> yeah i um i love nutmeg i just can't stomach drinking custard and i know it would it, it would do to my insides because i am um, yeah, also very lactose intolerant so <laughs> yeah i i'm only slightly lactose intolerant which is ironic because well, i guess i'm i'm mixed race i'm half asian and half white so i'm only partially lactose intolerant but heavy cream is the thing that i cannot handle i can't and, uh, before i was like officially lactose intolerant that was the first thing i was like why am i so sick mm. mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, for sure. When I was in high school, I remember like there's this moment where I was both horrified and impressed by the boy I was madly in love with who will remain nameless. A bunch of friends and I were all hanging out at his house around the Christmas time. And I watched this boy like just drink an entire quart of non-alcoholic eggnog, just start to finish, just chugged it. And I was just like, what is wrong with you and what is wrong with me for having a crush on you? No, no, thank you. It was, it was something only the digestive track of like a healthy 17 year old boy, like could and should handle. Yeah. I just, ugh, ugh, <laughs> bleh. Uh, yeah. Also eggnog is like, it started in uh, the UK, but is more popular here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was seeing, seeing that there's something similar that's like made in the Caribbean and, and Mexico, they have rompope, which is a rum based, you know, drinkable custard. Mm-hmm. There's a Puerto Rican one too. Mm-hmm. What's that called? I know it. It sounds like it starts. I just wrote C. down rompope. Coquito. Fun to say. Coquito. Mm. Um, and that one has coconut milk. That sounds a little lighter. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has rum in it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like custard, just not as a beverage. I I would like it to be solid and eat it with a spoon, not drink it. Yeah, it's true, because there's many custard desserts that I love. Mm -hmm. There's so many, like like creme brulees and pot de cremes, frozen custard, all tasty things. I love fruit tarts. Mm, Yeah. Like have like custard and then just like fruit on top. I'll eat that. It's good stuff. But I don't want to drink it. What about an eggnog-flavored creme brulee? 
I probably wouldn't like it because of the uh, nutmeg situation. I wish we lived closer together because I feel like I could make a really good eggnog flavored creme brulee with like light nutmeg. Yeah. So I will say I have had eggnog (laughs) that I haven't found like totally disgusting, but it's usually homemade versions where people like mix up the spice quantities. I don't like any like store-bought eggnog that I've ever tried. No, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Store-bought, I... I think but my uncles make like a really boozy eggnog at Christmas a mm-hmm. few years, and I have enjoyed that. Nice. What, I don't. Who knows what they're putting in there? It's quite hard. <laughs> uh, it's tasty. <laughs> oh man! But eggnog is uh, not pagan. I would say because of that. Uh, it because no. it it was like 1600s kind of ish. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it like the thing that we call eggnog there are earlier beverages than that that use eggs and cream but like the current existence of eggnog is kind of like around the 1600s so yeah Mm -hmm. post christianity taking over so that one is not really a Mm -hmm. solstice yule beverage as much as it is specifically a christmas beverage but i think the universal thing from all of the hot beverage is, is yeah definitely yeah, we all like a hot beverage when the weather's cold and when it's dark and I mean, it's just chilly. We'll bring outside. green things and lights inside. <laughs> yeah, regardless of spirituality, Humans. you want to drink hot things when it's cold outside. <laughs> and get wasted. Yeah, that too. Well, getting wasted yeah. makes you warm as well. It is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. So whatever you celebrate this uh, this midwinter, get wasted. I mean, or, if there's any year to get wasted, it's 2020. Sober, you could also have yeah. uh, the non-alcoholic wassail beverage of just non-alcoholic mm-hmm. cider brewed with some spices, yeah, which is also super tasty. Yeah, there's non-alcoholic versions of all of these things. And like, if your version of getting wasted is getting wasted on gingerbread, like, hell yeah, do, do it. it up. Yeah, like, like, you made it through 2020. Like, you need to go nuts on something you like. Yes. Yeah. Like, so this is our toast to you. Happy solstice. Happy New Year. Cheers. Cheers. Happy midwinter. You made it through the most grueling of years. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost done. So did we have any shameless self-promotion this week? Nope. Me neither. I will won't be having an update this week. Probably next weekend. I will have a very exciting self-striving update. We're going to talk about yet. it in our office hours next. We will. I will show off secrets in the Which office hours. Are our Patreon exclusive videos. So, yeah. So, if you want more Fiber Coven action, that is all on our Patreon. You should come check us out. Our Discord group is awesome. We just had a new person today. Yay. Makes Yay. us so happy. Shout I love how we all <laughs> shout out new person. <laughs> I love how it's become a thing where we like meme bomb the new person as soon as they get added. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Lauren did a really nice tour of her bullet journal for her blog content this week, which was cool. There's a video, there's pictures, and Lauren is like crazy organized and draws really intricate, cute little pictures in her bullet journal. It's it's quality content. Yay, I'm glad you think so. I thought it was like, oh, I'm sitting here in my pajamas holding my cat in my cat hoodie. <laughs> like, I hope this makes me look professional. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, come join us on Patreon. We're Fiber Coven on Patreon. We're Fiber Coven on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Individually, I'm at Valkyrie underscore Fibers on Instagram and Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe on Etsy. 
Yes, and I am Kitty with a Cupcake on Instagram as well as Kitty with a Cupcake on Ravelry. And yeah, stuff and yeah. things. And you can find all of her patterns both on Ravelry and Payhip. Yes, yeah. I don't I I, uh, I always fumble with saying it's on Payhip because I don't like have a username on Payhip like you do on Ravelry. Mm-hmm. But you can find the links to that on our podcast website as well as if you go to my Kitty with a Cupcake Instagram, I have a link tree in my bio so you can find all my links. You can find the link to the Vlogmas that we talked about, all the places I am on the internet. Yeah. Well, thanks for spending time with us again this week. And uh, until next time, keep making yarn magic, Fiber Coven. Bye. Bye.